Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome into this episode of Babes on Broad, week number, well, show number 28. It got a little sportsy on you right there, week. Show number 28. I'm Sam Wilson with my co-host, Jesse Town, and we are the Babes on Broad, brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. If you want to follow us on social media, all social medias for the actual show are at Babes on Broad, so Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. My personal Twitter and Instagram are at SamWills18. And Jess on Instagram is at Jessica underscore town with an E 13, right? 13? No, 13 on that one. Oh, so Instagram is at Jessica underscore town with an E. And then the 13 comes in on Twitter (laughs) at run this town with an E 13. There you go. One of these days, Sam will actually learn my social media handles. Well, I get confused sometimes. (laughs) That's why I just made mine the same. It makes it easier. Yeah, they're not as straightforward as yours. That's my bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you made it confusing. That's on That's you, kid. On me. That's I'm on you, kid. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever. But we are finishing up our stay or goes this week. We are. Yeah, we made it through. Made it through. It took forever. It took forever, but now we finally made it to the defensive line. So yeah. last one to kind of talk about, and we're actually getting cl- really close to when the new league year opens. So um, it'll be yeah, 12 be, days, right? Yeah, I think something like that. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how everything goes. So on the defensive line, the Eagles have three free agents this year, Tim Jernigan, Hassan Ridgeway, and Vinnie Curry. All of those guys were, uh, I mean, they were all depth guys going into the mm-hmm. season. Some of them ended up being starters as injuries happen because, you know, the Eagles can never have less than 20 people on IR at once. Um, but just, um, you know, to, to kind of go through the list, you know, on your thoughts, Sam. So stay or go. We'll start with Vinny Curry. What are your thoughts on him? Stay or go? I think you let him go. There's so many guys like you, you saw Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett, Josh Sweat, who did good last year. So there's so many guys. I think you let him go. He's also going to be 31 mm-hmm. or is 31. Mm-hmm. Either way, I think that just kind of he's not worth. They talk about getting younger. He's not yeah. worth being one of the older guys that they do keep around. So I think you let him go. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I agree with that. I think he's he's one you can let go. Um, Hassan Ridgeway, what are your thoughts on, on him? He's the one out of three I would keep. Gotcha. I don't think it's necessary to keep him if you can get somebody else like in the free agency market that's right. better or whatever. But he's the one, if I did keep out of any of these, that I would keep. Yeah, I think he's he's not a bad... Um, not a bad bench piece, not not a bad depth guy to kind of have. And and yeah, because you you do have other options there. Mm-hmm. Um and you know kind of as you mentioned, but is he is he coming off an injury? Ridgeway? Yeah. He was injured. Yeah, didn't he get the was he the one that got the the end of the year, the ACL? Yeah. Was it an a, was it an ACL or was I'm trying to think what it was. Her foot? Ankle? No, the journey game. Was, was it an ankle? ankle? We don't know. Let's just look it up. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're literally saying every injury. Yeah. Um yeah, we're just listing off. He got hurt against the Cowboys. Yeah, I think it's, I'm seeing ankle, but I'm also skimming this article very hard. So coming off an injury, you know, I, I wouldn't mind having him as a depth piece. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you kind of alluded to this already. Tim Jernigan, your, your thoughts there? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of over it. He's getting older. He's been injured. Then last year he finally came back and then he was injured again. Yeah, so, and, yeah and when he wasn't, Injured, he didn't wow me or anything, so I'm kind of over it. 
think sure. they can do better. Sure. Fair enough. So, so you know, sticking with the, Wait, did you say go or stay? Yeah, or? I'm with you there. I, th- okay, I okay. think he can go. Um, kind of sticking with the, the interior of the line there. So, a couple people... So, so, last year was a really deep defensive line draft. And, you know, of all things, the Eagles took Sharif Miller, who, who couldn't sniff the field during <laughs> the regular season. I, I You know... A, that is what it is at this point. I'm not even gonna yeah. gonna harp on it. But in terms of defensive tackle, so Snacks Harrison was just released from the Lions. Now he is 31, but as a as a possible rotational piece, you know, if if you're gonna get somebody who's a cheap veteran that could you know step in when someone's injured or when someone needs a snap off or something, keeping Tim Jernigan at a low price or Snacks Harrison that that wouldn't bother I me. I agree. Um. There's a couple other guys, you know, Jordan Phillips out of Buffalo is a free agent, but he's going to cost you some money. Um, anybody out of Baltimore, there are a couple of free agents there, but also going to cost you money because of how, how productive their defense was last year. Um, one, a couple, you know, kind of interesting, interesting, uh, names that are, that are free agents. Malik Collins from Dallas. He's 25. Again, nice depth piece. He had four sacks last year. And then Andrew Billings from Cincinnati. He's only 24. Um, he had 35 tackles in a sack last year for the Bengals. Now the Bengals defense was not as bad as the offense. You know, they, they were actually pretty decent, but you know, yeah, I like both those options you just said, because I think you do. I mean, you have so many veterans already that you are like, you have a Brandon Graham, you have Fletcher Cox, you have like, you have veterans. You don't need to add anymore. Right. And because Brandon Graham can play on the outside or on the inside, you can move him around. And so I don't think you really necessarily need a veteran. I think it's better to have that young guy that can go into the rotation kind of. Yeah. Um, the only time that I would say go after a veteran is if you need to spend that money any somewhere else and their veteranism, veteranism, <laughs> make it a word. If, make it a word. Absolutely. Yeah. If their veteranism makes their price go down, that's the only time I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. You yeah. Know? Fair enough. Other than that, I like those two options you just said. Yeah. And, and so then moving on to defensive end, they're, they're, the biggest name on the free agent market this year is obviously Jadevian Clowney. I don't want to see him within a damn inch of this place. No. Yeah. Right. No. He's dead to me. <laughs> no. Do not come to Philadelphia. I will ride. I just don't want him for the price. The price, too. Yeah. The price is secondary to me. I'm not <laughs> as emotional on that. I'm like, oh. I mean, I'm so over his crap. Yeah. I mean, I'm over it, too. But at the same time, like, if we had the money for him, I'd be like, yeah. I mean, give me the guy that's going to make us better, you know? Yeah. And the, I mean, the Giants are on the top of his list. They most likely won't be able to afford him, but oh, good lord, if he goes to the Giants and we have to see him twice a year, not not from a sense of I, he scares me, it just I don't want that frustration. That just yeah. adds an extra level of annoyance to that. That see, that's another reason I think I would like him is because then we wouldn't have to play him. Because now, like, if he went to a division rival, I'd be pissed every time I see him. Because I'd be like, you did this. This you is know? your fault. Yeah, no, I just don't want to see his stupid face. That's really just really what it comes down to. I don't want to have to see his face all the time. Makes sense. Um, because I am just upset with him. You know, some other options there. So Everson Griffin is a free agent, but apparently they expect him to stay in Minnesota. Um, Robert Quinn, I mean, he's 30 and, and won't start, but he could be, you know, a lethal option coming off the edge fresh every now and then. I mean, if you're, if you're thinking about a, a, a line that's Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Malik Jackson, and Robert Quinn. Yikes. Yeah. Um, Leonard Williams from the Giants. He's a free agent as well. And also Vic Beasley. The, the Falcons have made it clear right away that they were not planning on keeping him, hmm. um, which is another interesting thing. How old is he? I don't remember. I don't think he's 30 yet. I think I looked that up, but I didn't write his age down. 
Um, I feel like he's getting up there. He's 27. Okay. So he's been <laughs> in league couple years. We have the same birthday. Whoa, you have to get him, He Eagles? has to come here now. Wow. So, so <laughs> he'll be 28 in July. And how old will you be in July? I will be 25 in so July. So he is three years older than yep. he is. He was born in 92. I was born in 95. That's so funny. How about that? Okay. <laughs> um, but the, I think like the, the biggest name of not necessarily a free agent is um, Yannick Ngakwe from Jacksonville. He said they, they did not get a long-term deal done. They're going to franchise tag him. So they'll tag him and they, there's a possibility to trade for him, but that's that will eat up some money. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts there? What are your thoughts from a defensive end position? So my my preference would be to see what that trade would look like potentially, um, because he he's one that you know I think is really interesting. Interesting. I think a Vic Beasley is interesting because I don't think I mean there may be somebody in in the draft that you could get in a later round, but I'm not seeing anybody that's going to help you help you now. Um, keep that rotation fresh um, and also make you younger. So my preferences would be a Vic Beasley or an Ngakwe. Um, so what what are your thoughts there from the defensive end position? Yeah, I like who you said. I think I would choose Beasley out of the two. But um, I definitely agree with the fact that not to draft one. I don't yeah. really know who's coming out in the draft that's a defensive end. But I don't think there are really any no, that impressive No, you, have, you haven't year. heard much about that, I feel like. But um, also, the fact, though, is the Eagles already have so many other priorities that they need to target What's in the draft. So this is right now. Oh, good. This... See, that's different right now. What's different it's, right now? It's different right now because <laughs> they can't focus on defensive end in the draft. That's No, where... they can't focus on defensive no. end in the so draft. No, so I think you do trade for him. I do like a Vic Beasley. I like that one. I was just looking at Vic Beasley's You said numbers. the name, and he, I was like, I like it. He had a good year last year. I don't know why. Maybe maybe it's money, but, I mean, he had eight sacks, two forced fumbles. Does he have a locker room problem? I don't not, I haven't I feel like heard he's known of as one. being mean, right? He's only, he's I don't on, know why in my head when I think of Vic Beasley, I think mean. I have no idea why. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> I, I really don't know, but I mean, his. Mean on the field, not like in person. He had a career high in sacks in 2016, and that was 15 and a half. And that was the year that they went to the Super Bowl. But since then, I mean, his, his next, his second highest sack year was last year with the Falcons, and the Falcons were terrible last year they were really really bad but he's also extremely durable he's only missed two games in his entire career so he's been in the league since 2015 he's played in 16 games in four out of the five seasons he missed two games in 2017 but yeah I think he would be a relatively good addition unless there's a locker room problem that I can't think of that is escaping me right now yeah I don't I don't know yeah, I don't think so. If I, if you Google Vic Beasley locker room issue, the first thing that comes up is Clemson's Beasley a disruptive force. Yeah, so I don't That's know. That's what comes up. Why so, they, it must be a money. I don't know. Must be the money. It's possible. Yeah, it, it stumps me. I don't know why. So, yeah, I think he would be one who I would definitely be interested mm-hmm. in unless, you know, we, we've talked about all the different positions and we talked about how if there's a spot that we would like the Eagles to throw their money, it would be at a corner like Byron Jones. Yeah. Um, which I want to happen, but I feel like he's going to be so expensive. He's going to be so expensive. Um, and unless they can move or like they can get rid of Alshon's contract and move yeah. around some money. I, I don't know if that's how possible that's going to be. But I mean, if it comes down to 
throwing the money at someone like Vic Beasley or a Byron Jones. I, I mean, I'm taking Byron Jones every day that we oh, yeah. twice on Sundays. Oh, yeah. Because at the end of the day, you do still have your Brandon Graham. You do still have your Fletcher Cox. And, and you know, Malik Jackson is was supposed to be your big offseason acquisition last year. Mm-hmm. And, unfortunately, that yeah. didn't pan out as we'd hoped. And hopefully that'll be better this year. But, you know, I, I do still want them to get a little bit younger on that defensive line. But, I mean, the guys that are out there have still proved that, that they are performing mm-hmm. at a high level. They're outperforming their younger counterparts. Exactly. So I, I really don't have a problem with, getting a couple people to fill the holes here and there at a cheaper price and, and kind of going with what they have. You know, it's nice to look at this defensive line and everyone wanted to freak out last year about their lack of production. Um, but once they got their starting corners back, their production really did start to yeah. improve. And that's something that I at the beginning of the year, I, you and I had that conversation many times. Mm-hmm. That's something that you and I said, everybody wanted to freak out. Everybody wanted to fire Jim Schwartz. Everyone did this, that, and the other thing, but they, they did, they had, it's the, did you see who they had playing exactly. on that defense in the secondary at one point all together at the same time? Like it just, it, it, once it figured itself out, it was fine. And they are still performing at a very high level, um, you know, all on that line kind of playing up to their contract. So, you know, I don't see them losing all of that in a year. I think they'll be fine. Yeah. So, so I really it's just not think, a stress of mine. Yeah. I, I, I'm not worried about it. I think, you know, some simple things and, and also I mean, Joe Osman, he, I mean, he's coming off an injury, mm-hmm. but, you know, he's someone they're really excited for. Yeah, he was somebody that when he did, what did he play, like three, two, three games last year? He didn't play many. And he didn't play at all last season, but the like, year before that, he played in a couple. In 20, Then maybe was it was that? preseason. Because we did, I remember talking about it. I don't remember if point. it was preseason or, because I know he played in a couple games last season, like in the 2018 season, he did. But I don't remember when he got hurt. Because I, I remember he, because he tore him. because he tore he tore it like during camp he tore it in August so I don't know if he made it to a preseason game. Um, Maybe I liked him in my preseason stuff then. I can't remember that far back, but I I like him and I think he is something. Yeah, and look, he, I even have it in my notes. Liked him a lot. Yeah, and and he's he someone. Hurt. Yeah, he's someone who the Eagles have been really high on. His birthday's right around mine too. Wow. His birthday's July twelfth. But he is actually my age. He was born three days after me in 1995. And look where we are. <laughs> A lot <yeah>. less money. <laughs> we are sitting at my dining room table recording this for you, and he plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's neither <laughs> here nor there. I think about that all the time. Me too. Athletes that come out of college, like... Especially now. Like, for example, Luca. He turned 21 a couple weeks ago. And here I am, just sitting here at 24. About to turn 25, both of us, so. And, you know, he's, like, out of a club in Miami, and I'm like, how much is this bottle of wine? What's the cheapest bottle of wine I can buy for myself? Anyway, so, yeah, I I don't think this is a huge concern. They just have a couple places they have to to plug some depth depth guys in. Um, And and I, I really think they'll be fine. So... That kind of concludes and wraps up our stay or go talk. Maybe we'll, during the break, we'll kind of pull it together and figure out our full list of free agents, who stays and who goes, just to recap who we decided on stay and go. I, okay. Because there were, they're like 20 and they're, they're not all that exciting. There are only a couple positions that are that exciting. I mean, Ronald Darby, we decided go, right? Jalen Mills, we decided to stay, stay at a cheap price. Jenkins stay. Yep, we want Malcolm Jenkins to stay. Jason Peters, we both decided to go, which that which, was just yes. yep, which was announced finally. Which basically, if if they if someone goes 
over the price that they're willing to pay him. Thankfully, they'll be out. But yeah. if, if it's a cheap deal, he'll come back and it'll be fine. Whatever. Um, we had talked about Nigel Brad and we had both decided he was, you know, good to go. Mm-hmm. Rodney McLeod, was that when we decided on stay if they couldn't find um, somebody any better? No, we said he stays if they get rid of Jenkins. Got so it. either him or Jenkins say we prefer Jenkins. Yep. Nate Sudfeld, go. Nelson yeah. Aguilar, go. Vinny Curry, go. Josh McCown, go, unless you can bring him in as a backup at a cheap deal. I like him as a backup. I think I, I like said, him as a backup, too. I think I said stay for him. Timmy Jernigan, go. Darren Sproles, retired. Richard Rogers, go. Um, Hassan Ridgeway, stay. Jordan Howard, stay. Vitae, we said stay if you can keep him cheap, but, but he won't get a cheap. Eight to 12 mil possibly for him as a start, as, as a starter somewhere per year. Not bad. Not bad for the big guy. No. Um, Kamo Grugier Hill, stay. And that's our list. Yeah. So yeah, I, that's, that's kind of. Okay, that we was didn't, easier. We than didn't need the break. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's kind of our, our list of what we think is going to happen, what we would prefer to happen. Um, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll talk about what's going on with the white hot flyers, the Sixers. Orange hot? Orange hot. Flaming hot. hot. I guess flaming the, the color hot. of fire is the flaming orange. hot flyers. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> The Sixers and what's going on with the Phillies. You are listening to The Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Welcome back into Babes on Broad, the second part of episode number 28. We're going to start things off with the Phillies. They're 9-4 and four so far this spring training. It's starting to heat up with like their bats and stuff, which oh, is yeah. awesome. Love it. Yeah, Bryce Harper had three home runs in just two games. And one, the second one, was over a highway. Oh, which is, I love it. I love it. It's so nuts. I love it. I love it. The balls are so juiced. It's nuts, but it makes it fun. Apparently they said they feel better. They might still be, but the pitchers said they feel a little bit better. No, they're definitely juiced. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But the pitchers did at least say they felt better during yeah. spring training. But who knows? Wink, wink. Wink, wink to everybody. Um, but yeah, so then, um, yeah, he hit a couple. Real Muto hit one. Reese Hoskins hit one. In the leadoff spot. Reese Hoskins, just seeing Reese Hoskins hit one, that made my heart happy. Yeah, and he's yeah. struggling on the mouth, though, kind of. JT Romuto in the leadoff spot. But yeah, in the leadoff spot. Why is he in the leadoff spot, Jess? So that's the biggest kind of news, I guess, right now coming out of the Phillies in spring training. Andrew McCutcheon's not going to be ready for the opener, which they had hoped he would be. He had hoped he would be. Um, but it was, it was going to be cutting it close. It was going to be a, a quick, return and you know we've seen what quick returns from ACLs can do every Especially now and his then. age yeah so um he's not gonna be ready for the opener he might he's probably not gonna be ready until you know a little bit into April so they're really experimenting with who's going to hit lead off for them um one person that they are kind of messing around with is JT Romuto um which is odd yeah catcher in the lead off but I mean, I mean it, I, it does make sense he had like the highest on-base percentage last year or whatever and he also I mean he People always say, like, he runs well for a catcher. He runs well for, like, anybody. He does. So, I mean... He, He's very fit. The The athletic ability that he has mm-hmm. on top of being a catcher is why he is the best catcher in baseball. Did like, you know he was, like, a fantastic quarterback, too? I did not know that. Yeah. In that's high school, he was, like, a fantastic... A yeah, and he chose baseball, but... Isn't that crazy? Well, that's the smart way to go. Yeah. Definitely the smart way to go, <laughs> and I'm thankful for that. They really just want someone who can get on base for Bryce Harper. That's really what yeah. it comes down to. Be on base so you're there when Bryce Harper hits bombs. I yeah, mean, it's just, it's weird to me, though, because I would like him in, like, a number 
even at like a number two or a number five spot or something. You know, that's where like I would see him. I was telling you earlier, like I don't understand why they don't put like a Scott Kingry there just for the moment or like an Adam Hazley I think would fit really well there mm-hmm. or like a Roman Quinn. Did they put Adam Hazley there at all last year? When I think they did and I think hurt? he did good. Because I, I remember Scott Kingery did, but I don't remember. They It was just such a revolving door. There was door. a lot of experiment with it, yeah. There were, it was such a revolving door after um, McCutcheon went down that they really couldn't, really, really couldn't land on one. And Scott Kingery was the most productive one, I think, that they had last year. Well, Adam Hazley, though, that's my thing, is like he just made his debut last year. So it's hard to make a guy make his debut and then put him in Bad the leadoff spot. Yeah, so I like Hazley. I think from what I've seen of him, once he gets comfortable and in his shoes, Hopefully he's at that point by opening day that he could take that spot over, but we'll see. Yeah. Um. It. It. it Joe Girardi did. He mentioned all those guys: Scott Kingery, Adam Hazley, Roman Quinn as options, but he didn't rule out JT Romuto. Um. He went on. It's this, this article says he went on to note that he's taking the new three batter minimum into consideration when thinking about lineup construction. If you want to bring in a lefty to face Bryce Harper, I'm going to make sure my I have him surrounded with my two best right handers around him. Pick your poison, which makes sense. Um, That's be- very strategic. I like that. And he does, you know, he he's the anti-Gabe in the sense that he yeah. wants a set lineup, and that's what he wants to roll with. Obviously, the because he's old-fashioned, but with a little mix of which is just what I it's want. It's what you want. Yeah, it's, it's what perfect. you want. I'm excited for him. I'm I'm super excited for Joe yeah. Girardi. And I and other than the X factor right now, that is the leadoff hitter until McCutcheon's back and third um, base. And yeah, we'll see what happens at third base. Supposedly, Gene Segura has been doing really well there, so we'll see how that keeps going. Yeah, I mean, if he gets enough time there in spring training to kind of work things out with the distance that he can cover versus what Didi can mm-hmm. cover, as long as they get enough time together, they'll be able to figure it out, and I think they'll be okay. And, I mean, him losing that little bit of weight, you, you can see the kind of quickness he yeah. gets off his jump when he's moving to, to try to catch a ground ball or even just getting out of the batter's box itself, but... It's just going to be about that connection with who is playing shortstop and making sure that whoever you, yeah yeah I mean which is going to be de- which like, is having having that chemistry so they know yeah. what's kind of going on and they don't have any mistakes there. I think that's what makes it so frustrating that they're not on TV is because like I I, I need to see that you know what I mean like, like I, I want, want to make, see that I want to make my own opinion about what's going to work you know like I don't want to just do read that. tweets about exactly it. I can't do that based off of if. Jim Salisbury says there was an error. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, you know, and, and there are certain, obviously there are people that are down there covering the team that I do trust well, to yeah, give yeah, me yeah. good information about what's going on or, you know, if there is an error and it's on this person can explain to me, what well, was it just credit to this person? Do they really, des- you know, all, all yeah. of those things that go into it. Um, but still I would, I would prefer to be able to watch and, and make your own, opinion. formulate my own opinion on how I think this is going to go, how I think this is going to play out, and what I think, you know, I can really look forward to going into the season. But we don't that's, have that luxury. I was going to say that's the down part of covering every sport instead of just being a beat on one. Yeah. Because we don't get to go down and get the privilege of being focused on one. I would love to go down and just watch spring training. Really, I just want to go down to the nice Florida weather and watch baseball. But that's neither here nor there. When is the next Phillies game on TV? On the 7th, tomorrow. Huh. When? What time? I don't remember the time, but it's 7th, and then Sunday there's not one, but then Monday and Tuesday they are. Got it. Okay. They're on TV. Good, because I would, I would like and to watch them. And then they're off until, like, the last, like, or not off, they play, but, like, we can't see them until, like, the last weekend of spring training. Got it. Got it. Well, Which what is it, coming up. What is it? March 28th is opening day? 
It's coming up. I don't know the actual day. April 2nd. I was wrong. Um, it might be their first game on the 28th, but their their opening day at home is April 2nd. So what is that? A little over a month? No, today's the 6th. Oh, yeah, a little under a month. Sorry, that's what I meant. Um, <laughs> Dude, you, it just, been four you weeks, have my brain searching. It would have been four weeks from yesterday, I think. I guess. I don't know. I think, because it's, it's a Thursday. I know it's a Thursday. So I think four weeks yeah, from yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, that makes so, sense. What is it, 29 days? No, that doesn't make sense either. 27 days, Jesse. Math. 27 days. <laughs> like four weeks. Seven, it's seven this days whole in a time, week. Jess. Four times seven. Like, come on, brain. To everybody out there, this whole time, I'm just looking at Jess. Yeah. Yeah. Even if Sam's you say just something, agreeing with me. If you say here. something wrong, I'm like, yeah. Yep, she's all on board. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not doing um, math right now. All right, so that that's kind of what's going on with the Phillies. You can catch them tomorrow, Saturday, at 105 okay. on NBC Sports Philadelphia. Good, I love baseball. I love 105 baseball. And you know who else plays I'm tomorrow? So happy who? The Sixers. Boom, and the Flyers, but we'll get to them later. Yep. So the Sixers play tomorrow. They lost both of their L.A. games this week. Um, Which we no, expected. Wait, well, given such circumstances, yes. I, I expected it anyway. No Joel, no Ben. Lost Josh Richardson in the first couple minutes of the Clippers game. Um, Shake Milton dropped 39 points against the Clippers uh, in the you know all-defensive team of... They actually, yeah, they fought against the Clippers. Yes. Like, they had a shot against them, which was nice to see since they didn't have three of their main guys. They only lost to the Clippers by six. Yeah. The Clippers beat the Rockets by almost 30 last night. Yeah. In Houston. I, yeah. So that's encouraging if you want to make something positive out of it. Yeah. And, I mean, they also really held their own against the Lakers. They did. Um, You know, things fell apart in spurts, which was frustrating. But the game against the Kings last night, it was an it was a really good all around game. Um, you know, Glenn Robinson III is finally starting to to pull some weight around there, figuring out his role. Al Horford played a really good game last night, was a plus forty one uh, on the floor. Tobias Harris has been averaging I think like twenty five points in this stretch without Ben and Joel. He's played really well, gotten some really clutch buckets when they needed. The road trip's been really good for Mike Scott. He's found his way back into things, hitting threes, being himself. He dunked something crazy last night. I forget who did he dunk who he dunked on. Was it Bialitza? It might have been. I don't remember who he dunked on, but he dunked on someone last night, and I <laughs> jumped up off the couch, and it was like that late at night. Yes, <laughs> that should tell Good you energy. exactly what you need to know. Yeah. I, here's the the thing that I can't understand the most is how Neto and Furkan Korkmaz can give you some phenomenal minutes, like phenomenal. But also, they can give you some of the worst Drop minutes off. you will ever see in the NBA. Like last night, the Sixers were up, I think, like 15 points. And all of a sudden, those two come in, and it's a 12-0 run by the Kings. And all of a sudden, the game's tied, and you're like, well, yikes. But then, how Neto ended up with like 16 points. And yeah, he, he hit a couple of really clutch buckets for you, too. And I'm like... It's got to just be a mental thing, right? The roller coaster that I have been on with these Sixers is unbelievable. Like, the roller coaster that they put us on, they would have, they were on a nine-game road losing streak. Yeah, until we didn't last even mention night. that. I should have mentioned that. That was insane when I realized that. And even t- t- Tobias Harris was like, do you know, his post-game interview was sensational. Serena Winters just asked him, you know, how good does it feel to get a win on the road? He literally goes, do you know how long it's been since we've won on the road? And I was like, 
you are all of us. Yeah. Yes. And he was like, January 20th. And we were like, mm-hmm. Yep. That's, That's how long nuts. it's been. And it was against the Nets. It's not even like you should. Yeah, it wasn't impressive. No. And I mean, here's the thing. Like, the, the Kings have a couple players that can get hot quick. I mean, Buddy Heald won the three-point contest, mm-hmm. and now he's coming off the bench. Darren Fox can take over a game, and they've got guys that can shoot. I mean, they've still got Harrison Barnes who they're playing. They had Bielitsa who can hit some shots for you. They they have, and Kent Bazemore just, like, decided to have a field day last mm-hmm. night for no reason. They also are fighting for something. They're three and a half games out of the eight seed. So, and, I mean, it's just the Grizzlies that are in the eight seed. I mean, yes, they have John Morant, and they've got some other pieces here and there, but ultimately, like, they have everything to play for in this stretch of the season to try to fight their way into that last um, playoff spot. It's been 13 years since they've been in the playoffs. Like, they have all of this to fight for. So it's it's not wow, like just the years. Kings. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's not like it's, you know, oh, <laughs> it's just the Kings they yeah. beat on the road. Like, no, it's it's still a decent yeah. road win. No, yeah. Shake Milton's out there doing his thing. And did you see the video? Of that person? Yeah. Just Googling, like, who the hell is Shake Milton? <laughs> That's you wouldn't know. You wouldn't. You wouldn't know. Um, but yeah, they play again tomorrow night. Um, Joel Embiid is still not supposed to play. He hopes to be back next week. But you know who is back? Steph Curry. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Because we take on Golden State tomorrow. Yeah. The Warriors have been absolute garbage. But then but there's this guy there's... named Steph Curry. That actually makes me excited to watch it, though. <laughs> Honestly, before I was like, yeah, they play the Warriors. And then I'm like, oh, Steph's back. Some people really hate Steph Curry, and I can't figure out why, but I love watching him play. In the years that the Sixers were processing, Mm -hmm. I would try to watch as many Sixers games as I could. Uh, They did get depressing. Yeah. But I would also watch a lot of Warriors games just because they were so fun to watch. They were. That, I mean, that was, like... Just watching the way Steph, Steph and Clay play. Exactly. So much fun. So much fun. So it might actually, it might make the game interesting. Did you see, though, that um, when Steph returned last night, he had nobody that he was playing with from last year's team. Isn't that nuts? That is. It was all new guys. That is kind of nuts. That's crazy to think about. They went from that dominant, like, top five starting five and then had sixth man of the year in Iguodala, and then now he has just... scrubs (laughs) scrubs <laughs> like, is who, that crazy who even plays there anymore i don't I eric pascal you. plays there what's the oh my god what's the i mean clay from? thompson's still on the team but he's i mean injured. yeah yeah but he's hurt Why can't but I? isn't that funny like how crazy that is drastic i mean it, it life that's like the the epitome of life comes at you fast yeah i mean they still got draymond green andrew wiggins is out there now green though is injured though too isn't yeah, draymond's he draymond's hurt again have you ever seen the pictures and the memes of him shooting with a backpack have you no. seen that? Every time he shoots, it looks like he has a backpack on. Like, he looks like he's that kid walking through the high school with a backpack Aww. on that just catches the basketball and, like... He probably grew up, like, on no, the no, way no. home. No, no, no. <laughs> I need you... From now on, I'm going to find that meme. I'm going to send yeah. it to you. You will not be able to unsee it. I swear to God, to every time this man pulls up for a jumper, it it's the backpack. It's it's unbelievable. Draymond Green backpack. I'll look at it after the show because oh, I yeah. can't see it. I know. I can't see it. I'm, I know, but. but I'm just making sure you're going to be able to see this <laughs> because it's necessary. And to all of our listeners, if you haven't seen this, I need you to Google Draymond Green backpack meme, and you will never, ever, ever be able to watch Draymond Green play basketball without visualizing him with a backpack on while he shoots every single jump shot. That's funny. Um. So, yeah, let's hope the Sixers can 
beat the Warriors of 2020, um, which are just an interesting team. And let's hope that the Flyers can extend this win streak. Yeah. Dude, eight games straight they're on right now. Carter Hart did really well last night in their win over the Hurricanes. And that's the thing. I feel like a lot of people are like, yeah, like, they're doing well right now. They're supposed to beat the Hurricanes. But the Hurricanes are fighting for a wild card spot. So like, They had every, everything to play for. Yeah. So it's not even like it was just an easy win. And they still beat them 4-1 to one on a back-to-back, the second of a back-to-back. Yeah. So, and they were away and then home. So they had to travel in there. Yeah. But also, just especially when a win streak starts to get to this length, it just you you think it's just going to become like a law of averages yeah. that they're going to drop one and it might not be one that they're and supposed to drop on a back to back right exactly like, so just the hurricane spare me yeah spare me that argument please. but it's so exciting to see I love this team like you li- I literally don't have a favorite I like everybody you it's, know like yeah. it's cool it's so exciting to see them they're winning at home they're winning on the road it's by the way Carter Hart at home or like on the season. I don't know if it's on the season or at home, but he's 19-2-2. Two, and two. I think it's only at home. Is that crazy? That's awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah. So the biggest – so two big pieces of news of this, essentially – or, well, three. So 1-8 straight. They're tied for first place, technically. The Cats oh, yeah, had the tiebreaker. I mean, he, he, the, the Rangers couldn't – they scored, like, 20 seconds in overtime. They couldn't yeah. They couldn't do that in regulation. Um, I know, right? Isn't that annoying? JVR is out for four to six weeks with a broken hand. Yeah. Um, and I think the biggest story, the biggest conversation about this right now is the quote unquote bandwagon fans situation. That is so annoying to me. So, so I, I want to, I want to get your thoughts on that. Just, uh, you know, aside from everything that's going on with other people having the conversation and other people getting called out for it, you know, for me personally, I'll be the first to admit, I have never been a huge hockey person. Um, but at the beginning of this year, as, you know, we started doing this show and mm-hmm. as I was doing a couple different things and, you know, with the different shows that I was doing and stuff, I said, I think I said on this, I said on all my shows this year, I really wanted to make an effort to mm-hmm. include hockey more regularly in my life watching hockey. Now, if it's the same night as a Sixers game, I still am going to turn the Sixers on first. I will flip back and forth, mm-hmm. but the Sixers, you know, just how I am, they're yeah. going to take priority. Mm-hmm. But from the beginning of the season, I've really tried to make an effort to put more into the Flyers. Personally, I just think, like, th- they're a team in Philly that's playing well. Let's all be excited and be happy together. I know. Well, that's my thing is, one, who cares, dude? Like, it's people trying to cheer on your team. Right. Like, that's my thought on it. Like, the Eagles and – okay, I'm going to use this as an example. All right. This is where I draw the line. For the Eagles, mm-hmm. when we 2017 won it all, I would I would welcome every single person that yep. wanted to be an Eagles fan. Like, hop on board. We're going for the ride. Just be a diehard Eagles fan. Yeah. You're good. We're taking down the Patriots. Everyone join Literally. It. And I was happy to do that. I'd be happy to do that for any team, anything, ever. Like, you want to cheer with me? Come on. Uh-huh. We're going to go. I would draw the line now if those people jumping on the bandwagon started talking and be like, I always love the Eagles. Yeah. That's where I draw the line. Because then I'm just like, okay, dude, shut up. You're annoying. Yeah. But it's not even like that. Yeah. We're just literally cheering on, like. A Philly I mean, team. Always, yeah. And I was always like, 
more a little more so than you, but not far off. Like I would watch the Flyers and I would watch playoff hockey, mm-hmm. but I wasn't like, oh my god, Flyers are going to sit down. You know what yeah. I mean? So like I I like hockey, but I'm not. I wasn't always like a diehard fan. Yeah. I mean, I'd be. I consider myself a diehard Philly fan, so I would have fought yes. for the Flyers even though I wasn't watching them every night. But it's crazy to me because it's not even like we're giving them the chance that like we're like yeah like we've always been here blah blah blah. They're just the annoying ones. Yeah. And I also think that hockey, more than any sport, the experience watching it from your couch versus the experience watching it at the game is, I think, the most different than any other sport. I disagree with that. Maybe. Baseball. Baseball. But I think you can, but I think with baseball, you can still, like, if you get bored watching baseball at home, you can still get as bored watching baseball at a field. Yeah, but you're outside. You're outside still. Like, and the like, environment The environment's nice. different, and the environment is nice, absolutely. But I think in terms of being engaged... Yeah, like in terms of, yeah, in terms of, like, the level of intensity and being engaged in what's going on around you, I think you can still... You, you don't... I don't think it gets much more intense, your couch versus the baseball park. Okay, yeah. I don't I, think that I changes. Agree. Like, if you're... Even playoff baseball, like if you're, it's your team, you're on the edge of your seat. Like, for example, when Bryce Harper, I know it wasn't playoff baseball, but when he hit that grand slam against the Cubs, I was standing on a chair screaming at the TV. Mm -hmm. I would have done that in any location I was in. Hockey, I don't, like... I think that might be you personally, though. Maybe. Because hockey actually, to me, is very fun I still cheer. Yeah. But I'm not, I think, but... I know for a fact the way that I am at a hockey game, like last year I went to mm-hmm. one Flyers game. I went when they played the Penguins. I don't think I watched, like I, I hadn't sat and watched an entire Flyers game until that point. And you would think that I was the biggest diehard Flyers fan being in there. You know what yeah. I mean? No, I agree that it's definitely more intense, but I think that's with any sport. Like when you're actually there. I definitely I think, think there's a difference. Yeah. I, personally, I just think hockey is the biggest one. There's the biggest gap for me at least. Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting That's thought. A, yeah. It's an interesting it conversation. Is, it is. That might be a question we should pose to Maybe. on Twitter. We'll, yeah. We will do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think hockey's really fun to watch. It is. Like on my TV. Like it actually engages me. Baseball. And also this, this team I love is baseball. just fun to watch. It's one of those teams that I think everyone feels like they could be friends with and just wrap yeah, their arms cool around. Yeah, they're cool dudes, man. And, but that's the vibe you got from the 2008 Phillies. Yeah. That's the vibe you got from the 2017 mm-hmm. Eagles. Like, we all feel like we're a part of it. Yeah. And I think that's a really special quality I that agree. this team has, which is why so many people are being drawn in. I don't think people are just being drawn in because they're winning. It helps. Yeah. But I think a part of it is the team itself is so lovable and likable to the I city. agree. And the coach. Oh, and how could you not love A.V.? He's phenomenal. I love everything about him. I love everything about him. Yeah, his attitude towards it. The other day they won their um, seventh straight, and his first thing was, yeah, we fought. It was a nice win, which it was a great win over the Capitals in Washington. It was phenomenal. And he was like, yeah, it was good, but uh, we don't have that check mark. We're not, like, solidified, so we need to not think about that. And I'm like, yes. True. Yes. Props to you, because I would be, like, taking my shirt. Woo! Well, on that note, yeah. (laughs) On that note, that is our show for the day. We are definitely going to pose that question on Twitter. It's a good question. Which do you think is the biggest discrepancy? Which sport has the biggest discrepancy between you sitting on the couch versus you sitting in the stadium, arena, park, field, 
whatever it is. Um, because I think that's really interesting to kind of get some opinions on that. But thank you for listening to another episode of Babes on Broad, episode 28. Don't forget to make sure, if you haven't yet, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts on BGN Radio with Bleeding Green Nation. Um, make sure you leave a five-star rating, written review, the whole thing. Follow us on our show social medias as well as our individual social medias. Thank you again to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. We are the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Babes on Broad. BGN. <laughs>